everybody. Welcome back to our Sunday prep. Welcome back to the uh, second Sunday of Advent, an exciting time for all of us. Uh, we hope you're doing well. Father Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, you see, beautiful, beautiful day. Another day, uh, we are preparing more and more for the coming of the Lord <clears throat> during this uh, time, opening us to new challenges, new journeys. So yeah, all good for the best. <laughs> I have a question for you, Father. Um, yes. This year, Advent is, I, I believe it's the longest it can possibly be because Christmas is on a Sunday. And so the fourth uh, fourth Sunday, the fourth week of Advent uh, is a full week, right? So uh, this Sunday is the second Sunday, but it's only December 4th. So my question for you is this, when is it okay to put out Christmas decorations? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I don't think even I have an answer for that question. <laughs> you know, uh, I will tell you what my family tradition was always and, and still is. We never start to put anything until December 24th. Oh, wow. Okay. You're like a purist there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my father, my father always said, uh, remember, Christmas starts with Christmas, not before Christmas. Yeah. So uh, that's why I don't want to throw my family tradition here. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, you know, being prepared or preparing ourselves for for this uh, very celebration, and yes, not taking uh, the Christmas decoration on December twenty sixth. Yeah, that would be probably the uh, the ideal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is it maybe fair to say that it's an open conversation and debate before, but the kind of more definitive answer should be at least keep it up through the Christmas season, which continues from Christmas Day all the way through the season. So yeah. uh, so before you can argue in your household, that's an argument yeah. in my house, um, and then, but afterwards, definitely keep it up for the season. So maybe that's the, yeah. the answer we can go with. And definitely, you know, and the Christmas season is uh, all the way until Epiphany. So, um, yeah, it's a couple of weeks, you know, it's good to keep it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and celebrate. I agree. Okay. So. Well, we're not, we're, you know, regardless of maybe um, individual <laughs> decisions and uh, the way that Costco looks right now, um, it is uh, still Advent and we're in the second Sunday of Advent. And, uh, and this Sunday... Um, is is John the Baptist Sunday, right? We have kind of this introduction to this important figure, this biblical figure, um, and his message, which I think uh, many of us are familiar with. But I want to kind of uh, focus in on um, a line from the second reading today, from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, um, and then kind of just, you know, a couple quick thoughts on it, maybe. So um, in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, right in the middle here, it says, Welcome one another, then, as Christ welcomed you, for the glory of God. And then it continues, for I say that Christ became a minister of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, to confirm the promise to the patriarchs, but so that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing your praises to your name. Um, that first kind of opening line to this kind of jumps out to me. Welcome one another then as Christ welcome you uh, for the glory of God. Um, you know, kind of reading this through the first time, it, it, it kind of strikes me because, um, well, on the one hand, it seems very kind of nice and maybe a nice invitation uh, during, we might even kind of look into this, uh, you know, holiday season, Christmas season, Advent season of a nice gesture to reach out to friends and family, kind of welcome them over for um, a nice dinner or Christmas party, whatever. And, and that's pleasant. And I think that's nice here. 
Um, but I think that there's uh, something deeper and probably more, um, I don't know, cutting to the bone <laughs> that St. Paul probably is getting at here. Um, welcome one another then as Christ welcomed you. Well, the question then would be something like, well, how did Christ welcome you or how did he welcome me? Um, and regardless of your particular story, the general story is this. We are all sinners. We are all born into um, the, the catastrophe of original sin. Uh, through the grace of baptism, we can be freed from that, but we still suffer from the effects of that in the broken, fallen world and in our own individual personal choices. Um, and for me particularly, uh, I've made a lot of poor choices I know in my life. I know there's many times when I have um, been proud, selfish, um, uh, angry, uh, hateful, um, argumentative, um, you know, th the list goes on and on, right? There's there's many things that I can say that I have done that are wicked and evil. Um, and we all kind of fit into this category. There's, there's no one here um, who can say that they're without sin, right? So this is a very obvious thing. But I think we kind of, I don't know, underappreciate the radicalness of Christ welcoming us despite our wretchedness, right? Uh, or even because of our wretchedness, right? It's the Lord reaches out to us, not because of anything that we've done to earn his love, um, but simply because his love is so great uh, that he made us and invites us to himself, even though we are still sinners. And so um, so there's something kind of dramatic, and I think, I don't know, maybe underappreciated about this idea that Christ welcoming us, right? So welcome one another then as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. So Christ welcomed us and brought us into his divine life, uh, even though we were, um, you know, these terrible broken things. And we still are in many respects. And God is still kind of fine-tuning and working with us by the grace of God, uh, making us uh, perfect in his image uh, for heaven one day. Um, so what does this look like? <laughs> you know, for us, I, I would say that, you know, the the image that maybe first came to mind for me of, you know, you know, inviting a friend over for dinner and having a nice Christmas, you know, it's almost like a Hallmark movie, <laughs> you know, everything's just uh, happy and warm, cozy by the fire. And that's real swell. But I think probably something more appropriate would be something like, you know, to consider the person in your life who who you can't stand. Because uh, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, there's people that I know who really irritate me, <laughs> who annoy me, who bother me, who when I see them walking down the street, I'm kind of inclined to go onto the other side of the street because they just, they make me frustrated, you know, in, you know, whatever the context is in which I might know them. Um, but I, I suspect that we all have somebody in our life who, uh, if I were to say something like, um, you know, <laughs> would you rather, you know, jump into a volcano or sit next to this person on a bus uh, on a trip across country, you might be like eyeballing that volcano pretty quick, right? So there's some people in our life who I think they just get under our skins and, and, and that's part of life. And I think maybe part of the challenge here from St. Paul is to be like Christ and to welcome them you know, whatever that might look like. Maybe that is something as significant as inviting them over for dinner, or maybe it's something as um, simple as saying hello to someone who you might otherwise try to dodge and avoid. You know, they're walking uh, one direction down the aisle in ShopRite, and you're going this way. I, I normally want to scoot around and go the other way. I'm going to walk past. I'm going to say, you know, hello, good morning, or, you know, something very simple like that to kind of recognize their dignity, their humanity, um, your love for them, the love that Christ has for them, and the love that Christ has for you. Because I think that there's something far um, 
deeper that St. Paul is trying to communicate than simply, you know, um, having dinner with a friend. You know, um, if, if Jesus even says in the Gospels, you know, to, to love our enemies, uh, because even the pagans, even the the sinners um, love their friends and love their own family, love those who love them. It's to love those that don't love you and love those who are difficult to love um, is, is really the call of the Christian. And so, you know, perhaps during this Advent season, as we're, you know, maybe busy with all of the trappings of Christmas and all the things coming up and, you know, appropriate or inappropriate, you know, again, you can have that debate in your household, but maybe not to lose sight of the radicalness of the message of Christ here, um, the God who kind of um, became man, uh, entering into and welcoming us into his divine life, even though we are, have not earned it, haven't deserved it, and yet he still loves us. And so there's an invitation, I think, for us too, but um, but I'm talking a lot now, and I, I want Father Matt to share. So Father, what are, what are your thoughts on on uh, the reading Sunday? Well, um, that's that's great, um, you know, how you brought the image to the love one another. But um, let's let's put it too on our own life, you know, um, you know, how do we respect ourselves, you know, finding ourselves that, okay, uh, I need to put the pride on the side for, for a moment and let the God who, who is coming to me, who is not only leaving the, uh, the heavens and he's coming to our midst, was leaving all that just so he can welcome us. I mean, how is that? You know, the 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 man of the house is coming out of it so that he can bring us. You know, and we can have uh, either the uh, volcano, but we can also see uh, you know a big house, a palace. You know, from which uh, the king is coming, and whoever he finds on the street, he is like, come in, come in. And um, in many ways, we can we can see ourselves that way uh, because we are not living because of the sin. We are not living in the palace next to it. So we are we are to be in, we are to be changed uh, from that way from so many different ways. But anyway, what uh, strikes me is uh, the very last sentence um, to from the second reading that uh, Jim read. Uh, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. And sing praises to your name. You know, um, whenever whenever I prepare myself for for Christmas, and since I was growing up, like uh, Jim surprised me with a question: when to put the decoration, right? <laughs> well, I've seen it too myself. You know, uh, many times uh, the Advent didn't even start, and here we are in the stores. Uh, there's so many. Christmas decoration, the music, the caroling, everything is already, the Christmas is here uh, before even we start preparing really for it. So uh, boom, everything uh, jumps up, which is good. You know, we need to get ready for, for things. We need to uh, ready ourselves from the outside. But then um, when the Christmas starts for us inside, do we really have that time when we feel God has come to dwell in our midst? Do I have that time when I realize, yes, this is the time. This is the time to do that, okay? It's not the stores. It's not the decoration all over the house, so many lights, so many trees and everything. When this bright light uh, comes to me and how am I uh, decorating, preparing myself for it? So as I said, you know, God has come into the dirtiness of our life to make it 
nice, bright, and clean, and decorated with grace. So my question is, um, and we are going into people, among the people who not even believe in Christ in a way, they have different, uh, they are from different faiths, but still we see that they decorate the tree, uh, they're getting ready with, uh, with everything, but maybe there'll be an opportunity to invite them and see why they are doing this and who brought that uh, so that we can celebrate, okay? So going into the Gentiles, going into our own uh, Gentile life uh, so many times uh, should be really the uh, opportunity that God gave us by, by his coming. So in other words, be John the Baptist of the Sunday. Um, he was the one who went into everyone uh, to bring to the people uh, the knowledge of what is about to happen, who is about to come, and uh, how to bring ourselves so that the king may enter, so that the king may come uh, in his little person of, of a baby, and how much that baby really brings. So um, as a priest, as a Christian, as Catholic, you know, I'm looking into the opportunity to see myself too, not only the outside, but especially inside, so that when the Christmas time, the nativity of our Lord Jesus arrives here, I will not be surprised, but I will be able to celebrate and give praise to God, because that's what we are called to do. That's what we are about to do. And so are we ready? So that's, that's what comes to my mind. That's what um, St. Paul speaks and reminds me of, uh, not to, you know, be overwhelmed with the outside and forget that Christ came for me, Christ came for you, and uh, he was, he's not looking really on the decoration on your house, but he is looking what is inside, what is happening within your life. So that's my uh, view today, that's my, what the reading speaks to me, uh, so I hope that will ring you up. Yeah. see the inside. <laughs> I think it's good. And maybe, Father, that settles the debate about when you should start decorating uh, before Christmas. Maybe your <laughs> decorating before Christmas should be in proportion to your prayer before Christmas in preparation. So maybe if you are decorating well before Christmas, you should be praying well before Christmas. Maybe that's a fair way to settle the debate. I like that. There we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here and um, we appreciate your support. We hope that your Advent is going well and... Uh, we look forward to, uh, to celebrating with all of you this upcoming Sunday. We look forward to seeing you all in church. God bless you all. Bye, everyone. <laughs>